When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week we are talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And we are joined by... Uh, honestly, a podcast favorite, a number one guest, and a self-proclaimed sweatiest lip in the East End, <laughs> or sorry, upper lip in the East End. We are joined by Isabel Zotten. What's up, girl? Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming back. You are a fan favorite. That's going to change. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them guessing, Isabel. Keep, yeah, never just let keep them guessing. Never let them settle I'm back you. to critique the most beloved film. <laughs> uh, no, I love that. I lo- Just bring in the heat. No, I love uh, I love an opposite opinion, and I love when we disagree. Because that is... Well, that's just fun podcasting right there. Um, so you... When did you see this movie? I saw this movie... Uh, ugh. Let's say let's say a month ago. Okay. Let's say I've been stewing on this for a month. Ooh, <laughs> brewing, just <laughs> getting steamy about it. And Craig, uh, I think I saw it last week yes. or two weeks ago, maybe. Now yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. We've moved this around a few times. <laughs> but uh, very true. I loved it. It was honestly one of some of the most fun I've had in the theater for a long time. Looked incredible. Uh, it is visually. I had a really fun time, and I identified with some of the villains in this. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> We're gonna get to that in a second. <laughs> yes, and and Isabel, your feelings are. <laughs> I guess. Okay, let's frame it this way. I. I was confused mm. by the reaction of others around me. So I almost feel like I'm here so that you can explain to me <laughs> why anyone would think the villain was wrong. Oh, uh, well, yes. I re- okay. I don't, like, I just genuinely can't see the other side of this. Okay, interesting. And that bodes I, well for us. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Look at us, yeah. subject matter experts. Like, Isabel watched a movie and was like... <laughs> Feel like someone needs to explain this. To <laughs> see, calling us up, see if she can be guys. But but I also feel like, and this holds true for a lot of movies. And it's just a personal theory. So if you disagree, feel free. But I think a lot of villains are unintentionally um, autistic coded. Ooh. Oh. And so I think that. Ooh, I just bumped my microphone. I'm glad we got that on camera. Uh, I, so I think as someone who. Um, to be to be totally transparent, no official diagnosis. My doctor told me they think I have autism. Uh, my I then went to my mother and was like, my doctor told me this, isn't it crazy? And she went, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Which yeah. to me that feels like more of an official diagnosis <laughs> than, <laughs> than anyone could ever give yeah. me. Um, so I I don't want to be uh, like claiming an identity I don't have. 
I'm gonna be transparent about that, but also like uh, this didn't come from TikTok; it came from a, like a, a, like a medical professional. <laughs> yes, I understand. Like, yeah, you're like eighty percent of the way there. Yeah, 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 yeah. they're like, listen, I went to uh, medical school, and as such, I think you're weird. <laughs> yeah, you're not. A, you're not officially neurodivergent. You're just what we call medically weird. <laughs> Also, you can't you can't get an official diagnosis once you're no longer a child. Yeah. Yes. So like you can you, they can ask you the questions or whatever, but and they can be like it seems like it. So again, I don't want to like know stolen valor or whatever. But oftentimes when I've identified with a villain, it's because they're making a choice that seems more grounded in logic and less than emotion. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, but that makes sense. Like why why wouldn't you do that? And then everyone is like. Like looking at me kind of weird, where they're like, "We don't understand why you're having this reaction." I'm like, "I don't understand why I'm having your reaction." So, and I, I, I can count on you guys because uh, your last episode you critiqued trains, so that's probably <laughs> the least autistic <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. We <laughs> just dunk it on trains, <laughs> fucking <Yeah>. trains. <laughs> that hurts my feelings. <laughs> hurts my just, feelings. <laughs> like getting riled up, thinking that anyone could have that opinion. You know? <laughs> Well, I'm going to trust in your nor normalcy yeah. <laughs> for this one here. Well, we're going to uh, get into the villains of this and dunk on trains more, apparently, because of course we no, have to. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Not on Isabel's one. Are you out. serious? I'll walk out. <laughs> but first. It's the first walkout we ever have. Yeah, it's about trains. <laughs> but first, if you have not seen Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, uh, it is, of course, the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, it is the most confusing name scheme ever <laughs> that's fine uh basically it picks up where the other one left off where uh miles morales is uh in uh brooklyn and he's grown up a little and his he's still having some family issues trying to balance being spider-man and being a, a student and all the rest you know spider-man and uh having some trouble with his family we actually open on gwen stacy from the original and we find out that she's having a hard time uh her father is hunting her in her spider-verse um, and it's like, I'm going to get Spider-Woman, I guess she's called. Yeah, because she wouldn't be Spider-Gwen anyway. Uh, so Spider-Woman or Spider-Girl? It's like, it's, I think she's officially called Spider-Gwen, but like that gives away her secret identity. So that's definitely not what people call her yeah. in the, the thing. But like in, in universe, is it? I think it's Spider-Woman. Okay. Is it yeah. Spider-Woman? Yeah, it's saying uh, Spider-Woman on the wiki. Oh, okay. So I'm going to say yes. Okay, fair enough. Yet another way that Marvel doesn't know how old teenage girls are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, she's having some problem. Her father finds out that she is Spider-Woman. Uh, he's going to arrest her. Um, she gets saved by these like trans-dimensional spider people. Uh, she goes and joins up with them. Um, and then uh, she is then sent back to like Miles Morales's uh, uh, Earth to like do some shady things um, uh, to track a spot who is a guy who can basically create portals that are on himself and he can travel through them and all the rest. And he has said that Miles Morales is his arch nemesis because they both created each other and Miles doesn't know that he exists. It's kind of funny. And uh, basically what happens is uh, Spot gets away and they go chase him and uh, Miles jumps through the portal with Gwen and uh, they go to another uh, dimension where uh, Miles uh, saves um, a police chief that is supposed, quote unquote, supposed to die um, and it causes a rift 
and the universe starts to fall apart and we meet Miguel. Sorry, we've met Miguel before this. Uh, Spider-Man 2099, I believe, is his Spider-Man name. <laughs> Thank God they don't call each other Spider-Man here. Uh, <laughs> and his whole thing is like, we've recruited all these Spider-People and they go and they try and repair the rift that Miles created by uh, being bit by a wrong spider from the wrong dimension in the first movie. Um, and basically the universes destroy themselves if the spider people in each of the universes don't hit what they call canon moments, which are the important things in their lives that turn them into who they are. Um, we find out Miguel has witnessed this with his family and whole universe being destroyed. So uh, basically it comes down to uh, Miles discovering this, him wanting to save uh, who will die in his universe, which is his father, the police captain. Um, and uh, they kind of chase him around spider thing and it ends with him ending up in the wrong universe. He ends up in the universe that his spider was from and Gwen and uh, some of the other spider people are going to save them and there's going to be a showdown in the following movie. Did I, I think I caught it all yes. right. <laughs> yes, yes. We got all the main yeah. points. And Spider-Punk slash hobby is in there, too. Yeah, I was going to say, for a movie in which the unquestionably the breakout star of this movie is a punk character, <laughs> this was probably the most pro-comp movie I've <laughs> seen in recent history. I just feel like, like it's a gaping plot hole um, that Gwen Stacy, the, the pristine ballet dancing daughter of a cop, stayed over at Hobie's house and does not have a staff infection. <laughs> I don't know if anyone here has seen or been in a punk house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, also, the fact that at the end of the movie, she has a huge speech where she tells her dad that he's a good cop, which all of the evidence of the movie points directly to the contrary. <laughs> uh, that has got to be conclusive proof that she and Hobie never fucked. Yeah. Like that. I think everyone I, uh, was like, "It's a love triangle." Are you kidding me? You're telling me she had a relationship with a British punk and then went back to her universe and was like, "Dad, well, the spider universe is my badge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a cop, and cops are great." To be fair, <laughs> she was on the outs with her father and her whole universe at that point. So you know that kind of that kind of. As a, as a little rebe uh, rebellious moment, I get that. I don't like the optics of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like the optics of that. What, going and sleepy with Spider-Punk? Yeah, that he was just like, she was like, Daddy, I hate you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay with this, you know. I mean, I it mean, does track. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of track. Yes. Yeah. I, I will say that Part of what I didn't like about the movie was I found Gwen, Gwen Stacy's character really disappointing. Mm. Um, and it's funny because I saw this with my 11-year-old daughter. And afterwards, we were talking about it. And she was like, I feel like they took away her personality. Oh. Like, I feel like. And I, I mean, I think they gave her one, which is she's the biggest pick-me I've seen on film <laughs> in recent history. Every time she interacts <laughs> with a woman, she's like, shut up. And every time she interacts with a man, she's like, you've shown me how beautiful the world is. That's so funny. I have not clocked that. Although, oh. to be fair, I watched this once in a theater. <laughs> I am going to be looking for this. That's so funny. Yeah. The, the only female character she interacts with in a way that I would describe more as neutral than positive is um, the the pregnant Spider-Woman. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's after she's been like rejected by Miguel 
after she's been like, he won't talk to me. So then she talks to the spider woman, but it's clearly to get something where she's like, I, I want in on this spider thing. So yes. You could claim it as an exception, but I'm going to overrule that. All right. Spicy. I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, she is maybe a bit of a... Well, I mean, I used to be a bit of a pick-me myself, so... <laughs> I mean, we all did, and she is at the age. But I think also a lot of it is attributed to the fact that this is a movie written by three guys. So every female character is, like, reactive, defined by her relationship to a man. And a third thing that would make this list punchier... <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah no I, I, I can totally see what you're saying mm -hmm. shit well you know the colors were nice um, well, <laughs> like, I think as a short film Gwen's bit at, at the beginning I really was super that. strong if the movie had ended there I would have been like bravo yeah and like I and contrary to you I feel like that did fill out her character a lot more like especially from the first movie because like I, I don't think in the first movie you really get a sense of who Gwen is or where she's necessarily come from. Yeah. Right. Like, because she just kind of shows up in Miles's universe and is like, my my issue right now is how do we get everyone back to, mm -hmm. to where mm -hmm. they were before? And like, and I did also think that that worked with the themes of the movie where they go like every single person in this has some sort of tragedy that like, like that's what defines them. Mm -hmm. And like hers is like, oh, like I had to kill Pete, my best friend, Peter Parker, who is reptile in that universe and like her father's out to get her so it's like I, I felt like that set up some backstory on her pretty well I enjoy I, I really like that opening scene oh the opening scene yeah I do yeah. I, I really enjoy the opening scene the thing that kind of throws me off with her is that it is this concept of like oh well I've never been by because I'm not allowed but now I've decided I'm gonna come by your universe and see you and break all the rules out of nowhere Oh, no, she was sent there. Yeah. To get Spot. But she doesn't have to go see him. Yeah, no, that's true. She did break the rules. So this is another one of my points. I wish I had I wish I had more conclusive notes because I'm jumping all over time-wise, but... Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> one, one of the issues in this movie that I think is an issue kind of very broadly, um, and uh, to quote that Onion headline that's evergreen, sometimes the worst person you know makes a great point, uh, <laughs> Dave Chappelle once famously said, we have to figure out how old 15 is. Yeah. So Miles mm. Morales is 14. Gwen is, I'm guessing she's not so much older than her that we would have legal problems. So she's probably around 15, 16. That's, that was yeah. my thought, yeah. And then we have a bunch of adults that are presented with this problem where they're like, if Miles finds out about this spider thing happening, then it could cause, no exaggeration, millions of people to die. So should we send... Uh, someone who has a personal connection with him to his universe, or should we pick from the child. literally a million other <laughs> yeah. people who are also adults? Yes. They're Send like, spider pig back, you know? Yeah. He's in it, it's, it's a little frustrating. <laughs> and he cheated on his wife. And yeah, then that's a whole thing. Like, yeah, we don't want yeah. spider, spider He's got pigs. a whole bunch of, he's got a piglet now. <laughs> <laughs> he's so cute on Instagram. So cute on Instagram. <laughs> But yeah, I agree. Like, don't don't send the kid. That's poor yeah. judgment on. I don't even think that's necessarily even coming from Miguel. Like it seems that, like it comes from the 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 pregnant Spider Woman, but I could be incorrect as well. Yeah, we don't know who gave the Margie orders. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to be like, I dislike Gwen for this because she's a child. 
but also the way she's written is really confusing because it's like they want to throw in this kind of adult relationship dynamic where they have this banter where they're like, you slept over at his house, whatever. And yeah. it's like, she's 15. Yeah. I know yeah. she has problems at home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know she doesn't also have, not 15. I know she doesn't have a great hobby. support system. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe England is like France with the statute of limitation, not the... The age of consent, you know? Yeah. But that is uh, funny. When I was watching that, I was like, that is a little dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel like I'm having an, like a trauma flashback right now. Like, I'm getting triggered right now. What the yeah. hell is happening here? Yeah. <laughs> Are you young telling teenage me? teenage girl falls out with her dad and then shocks yeah. up with a much older punk. Uh, yeah. It turns out uh, the spider women have very different traumas <laughs> that lead them to me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. no. Your dad is fine. <laughs> you've piled on a couple more yeah, that you're yeah, gonna yeah. have to. You're gonna have to do. No, you've them. already reached <laughs> all your trauma quota. Actually, we looked at the charts. You're actually done. Refund her. This an is uncle. the first time this has actually happened. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you 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 deserve a couple Uncle Ben's. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh my God. We're going to bring back some of your other family members that you lost, actually. Uncle Ben comes back to life and gets gay married to another Uncle Ben. (laughs) You. Everyone's Miguel's like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. This is so this is how the universe balances. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, I do really so, quick. I want to talk for a bit about uh, one of because I think there's two major villains here, like that the movie considered. I think Spot, mm-hmm. the Spot, obviously, Spot, yes, and also Miguel. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I think are the two big ones. I want to start with Spot mm-hmm. because, like, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna remove my rings. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking mugs out here trying to catch hands. <laughs> Trying to catch hands with me. Isabel is looking like she's gonna get into it. She's taking her earrings earrings off. off She's taking off her rings. She's like, I'm like, how old is that guy trying to date that 15 year old girl? (laughs) Motherfucker. I'll I'll show you punk. But so spot. I have been on a run lately where I am absolutely identifying with the villains for the wrong reasons in movies. And spot I is I just watched Pearl, I cried. Yeah, I understand. Spot is one of those guys. Because first of all, mm. to have your superpower be one where you can accidentally kick yourself in your own ass into yourself is a horror to me. I, can, I like if you're like you're Spider-Man, you you swing at heights, there's a chance that you might fall mm-hmm. to your death. I'd be like, "Great. If you told me there is a chance that you can use your own foot to go through a portal, kick yourself in the butt through another portal and end up inside yourself, I would be like, this is Stop it. This is off. This is like eyelids being flipped inside out times 1,000. It bothers me so much. I feel it. I'm like ready to jump in. I'm right. like so eager. Okay. Yeah. This is another reason why I was disappointed in the portrayal of gender dynamics because someone's suddenly losing all body autonomy. Oh, how yeah. could you not do, oh. how could you not make any statement about that? How could that, like that completely flew over everyone's heads. Suddenly yeah. you have a character who like, yeah, has just lost the power to control their own body. Mm. And this came out in 2023 and you're not going to make any connection, any statement. You're not like all of the gender politics of this movie are just like, women are either a mom who goes miles (laughs) (laughs) or a girl who goes 
You've shown me that anything is possible. <laughs> Disappointing. Yes. Also, while we're while we're on the like the writer's blind spots. Oh no, I shouldn't jump around. I shouldn't jump um, around. The only thing that I really wanted to say about Spot is something. It, it seems like the big difference between who gains powers and becomes a hero or a villain, you become a hero if you still look like a human being. Mm. And the second you don't look like everybody else, they're like, you're a villain. Yeah. Sorry about it. Mm. Um, and that's like, and that is just consistent with, I would yeah. say most villains. Yeah, yeah. It's so, just like, oh, you're not allowed to, like, it's almost like, well, yeah, society is obviously gonna completely reject your ass. Mm-hmm. Um, you've lost your family, like everything. Like, he, he goes on about how he's lost, like, uh, literally everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like, yeah, of course you're going to be fucking pissed. Yeah. And Spider-Man sp- would be the same thing if he looked like a fucking spider. <laughs> True. He'd be a villain. <laughs> yes. If he was just a big spider crawling around, yeah. they'd be like, that's a fucking villain right there. Yeah. That eight eye. Like, <laughs> and here is, here is Spot's story from the Spot's perspective, right? He is working in a physics lab. A giant particle accelerator. He's an educated man. He's probably got a PhD or working towards one. Anything like this. He's working on a particle physics problem. Pretty Mm -hmm. mundane. And then Spider-Man shows up, blows the place up, disfigures him horribly, makes him have, like, basically pores all over, like, portals all over his body. Gives him one of the worst superpowers I can imagine, as we've already covered. And then... Like, as you said, loses his job, loses his family. Like, no, he can't even wear clothes consistently because they, like, teleport off of him. Yeah. So, like, he's just, like, out here literally naked in the mm. world. And then and then the guy who did it to you doesn't even know who you are. He's just like, what do you mean you don't know that you did this to me? Yeah. You swung into my... If somebody... If you were working in a laboratory, right? You're like, your microscope's there. You got your beakers, things like that. You know, your nice little white pressed lab coat. And a guy comes in, and he starts yelling like, "The Spider-Man, interdimensional portals, blah blah," and throwing <laughs> fucking jars of acid around. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the villain in that scenario? It's Spider-Man. Okay. History is written by the victors. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I feel right showing up yeah. to your work and being like, "Hey, buddy." You ruined my life. Yeah. We're going to throw down here. Mm-hmm. You know, and then to be like mocked on top of that by like, mm. who are you? Who are you? You're not like a, you're not by like a, a cool real teen. Vi- oh, oh. oh. I mean, that's a, my greatest and fear. And you're already right there. a scientist. <laughs> my greatest fear. <laughs> I am a scientist. <laughs> Respect me. <laughs> Respect my choices. And, and in skateboards, eighteen. Uh, oh, <laughs> so you're like, I'm gonna send you to jail. <laughs> also, uh, as we can see from the first scene, he's kind of a reluctant villain. At that point, he's like, oh, yeah. this is the only. It's like if you got. A oh, super, he's like ripping off ATMs. It, it's right? like it's like if you got a superpower mm. where like your hands were turned into guns, and you're yeah. like, I guess I'm gun hands now. Like I yeah. can't, I can't keep working as an accountant. I can't type. Like, can this be used for good? Yeah, oh, exactly. it can't. Oh. They're just like, oh yeah, that's just C4 guy. Like, yeah, he, he blows up. And the other thing, the the only other thing I can, I, I and I want to touch on this, mm-hmm. um, is the only thing that you could really say that he has done that is evil up until the point of his transformation, and then 
I don't even think like gain trying to go dimension to dimension and gain more power isn't necessarily an evil thing because he doesn't know what any of the consequences if are. You, and no one's explained it to if him. If you played that montage with some inspirational <gasps> dun -dun -dun, it would look like a training montage. Yes, it would. Yes, stronger. it would. Yeah, absolutely. And we'd be like, yeah, go spot. Go like, spot. Go spot. <laughs> Absorb <laughs> the energies of all these things. Yeah. But the only other thing you could really say he's done that is wrong before this is the fact that he is working for Kingpin, who is the villain of the first movie, right? But by that logic, aren't we all a little Thank you. guilty? <laughs> Thank you. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna go down to the Nestle factory and start throwing jars of acid at the people on the factory floor. Right. Right. Mm, you know. Great point. Yeah. It's like, and and I'm sorry. Like it doesn't matter who you work for. There's like, how did how did Kingpin get the money for a giant particle accelerator mm -hmm. in the middle of Manhattan? The same way all large of sums of money are gotten evil. Like yeah. that's. It's it's not whether or not you're working from somebody for somebody evil. It's how far removed are you from that evil, mm -hmm. right? And he might have even gone into it. I mean, obviously he didn't know it was like this is so we can get Kingpin's wife and son from even the that. He didn't he didn't know. I mean, even if he did, maybe he was like, oh, my family, that's nice. But yeah, he, I would I would work for that. Yeah. Hey, we're like, gonna make a do particle physics to get his family back. Yeah. Sure. As far as we know, he was like. The, the outcomes of this, maybe he knew Kingpin wasn't great, but he was like, we're doing science for a greater good. We're trying to improve sure. mankind. And in that sense, Kingpin's um, plot line is a, almost the exact same as Miguel's. Yeah. Because he just wanted to go to a different universe and hang out with his family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, but, that's the whole thing. And the difference is that Miguel, okay, in my opinion, Miguel chose the selfless route. Oh, yes, yes, of, yes, yes. I'm yes, going to yes. make sure this never happens to anyone ever again. Mm. And Kingpin chose the selfish one. We hear was like, I don't care. Absolutely. And I would step on. Or he chose a selfish route until he was blown up and killed by Spider Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he didn't really get a chance to be like, let's try a different path. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, I feel like there were a lot of people yelling at him like you're gonna explode oh, the world true, true, and then he, true, he was true. just like I don't care <laughs> <laughs> I also would love to just really really quickly circle back to because uh, you reminded me about the ATM scene yeah because I was dying laughing the whole time because firstly it's like one of those things where, because um, this is the first thing we see him do that's kind of like that. that's bad okay he's going to steal but the amount of damage <laughs> that Spider-Man causes it it, it was, it, it would have been a hundred ATMs. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes it really reminded me of that scene in the other guys where they're chasing the guys down and they're like, they had like a, like a, like a, a half an ounce of weed on them or something yeah. like that. And it was just like, it was Car only like, jumping yeah, 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 like yeah. $2.6 million worth of damage, <laughs> but we got them. <laughs> Cause New York city's the best. <laughs> it's like, and that's all I kept thinking while I was watching that scene is it's just like the damage that you're doing cannot be worth catching this guy. Just well, that let was him like go. the yeah. Just let him take the fucking ATM. It was like in the Incredibles where superheroes are banned because they're like the amount of damage that you people cause yes. far outweighs far outweighs any good that you do. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I was thinking while I was watching that scene. I was like, oh yeah, this is just I, this kid's on a tear. As I also feel like as a superhero, you need to make a decision on what scale of crime you operate at. Absolutely. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man stopping you from knocking off bodegas, all the rest. Mm -hmm. Hey, great. But then you can also be like Spider-Verse, all of existence can be wiped out by my things, right? Like you got to pick. You have to pick. You got to pick a level. And mm. when he goes to the universe where there is no Spider-Man and it's like 
hell land. The universe where we find out the black version of an evil curly goatee is Braids. Oh, okay. Yes, right? yes, yes, that's um, true. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He, so we, we forgot to mention he meets himself at the end. Yeah. Too. Oh, right. Yeah, he, meets his, uh, he meets his evil self. And that's the, right. And the character designers like, were like, what's the, how do we signify to the audience that this guy's evil? And they were like, Briggs. Because <laughs> we're like, oh, right. He's also 15 and having him grow a mustache is not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> He just shows up and it's evil Miles and he's just got like the thinnest shitty little. (laughs) It's a goatee. (laughs) That would have been funnier and also less racist. Yeah, Mm -hmm. true, 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 true. Like I I hadn't even really clued in to this until I was talking to uh, a friend of mine, Yatua, also a very funny comic, and a black man who was like, this was a little upsetting where they were like, you're this is how we know that you're evil. Right. And I was like, I had that hadn't even occurred to me. It had not occurred to me either. Like there are probably other ways they could have done that. I don't know. I mean the fact that he had the Prowler Quan and was punching Good miles is also probably a pretty yeah, good sign that he was, was like, enough. I yeah, you're making it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? They, were like, they could have had the same hairstyle and, you know, could have had his hair shaved. I don't know. Um, a little name tag, A universe, B universe. Mm-hmm. You know, keep it I will like, say, after watching this movie, uh, I did, so I know that the clone high guys are white. Yeah, um, Lord and Miller. Yep. And uh, Dave Callahan, I don't know if he goes by Dave, David Callahan. Uh, he's half Chinese. So I can't say you can tell this movie was written by white guys because one of them is not. Um, but you absolutely can tell that none of them were black. You can absolutely tell that none of them had a, a Latina mother or a black father. Um, and again, I wish there was a third thing to add to this list. <laughs> <laughs> Truly building up to that. There had not been women in the world. And they they haven't lived life as uh, women Um, or asked women what their experience of being a spider woman was like. And speaking of spider women, Mm -hmm. I will say, um, this is a bit off topic, but what I will say is I have always said to Kat, my my fiancé, uh, <laughs> ooh. Uh, ooh la la. The, the name's still new. Uh, I thought you were like pausing for an applause. N- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like, did I like use Like you're doing right? a stand-up series yeah, just being like, like uh, fiance oh, and we the, have to the be like, easy applause break. Right <laughs> uh, no, that's like the only quality that I can see being attracted to uh, in a person is sense of humor, right? Like I understand like, oh, you could oh, be like we physically, talked about, yes. you could be like physically attracted, but like that's not gonna last, right? Like you sometimes hear some people be like, oh, but they're just so nice. And I go like, okay, but then what do you talk about? You know, like raise mm-hmm. the bar a little bit. But watching this movie, I was like, oh, there's a second one. There's a second thing I can identify with, and it's if you're both spider people, <laughs> then I get your relationship. I saw Miles and Gwen, I was like, oh yeah, no, they, they have experiences that only they can understand. So wait, wait, what you're saying is up until this point, you hadn't considered that a shared lived experience was something that people could bond over? Yeah. I just, I, yeah. <laughs> yes, I guess. That is that is what I'm saying. I don't know, like if you're. <gasps> we talked about this in Comedy Bar and it was very a very similar conversation of me just going, but like. No, but but like if you're like, at a like, ca- I, I meet like, someone who's also worked retail and I'm like, fair, we're best yeah. friends. No, no, of course. <laughs> but I would also say you have to have a sense of humor about having worked retail too. Like I just, here's the thing, because this is my experience. I sit with Kat and we are watching like Love Island mm-hmm. and we're, I'm just constantly making jokes about how bad the coffee is that they made, right? It's like, how could a person possibly make coffee as bad as they did? And we're back and forth at each other. We're laughing. Mm-hmm. We're having a good time. And I just don't understand if the primary thing 
is like, well, he was just so nice. What are you talking about then? How nice you are to each other? Just make jokes. So I don't know. I don't it's know. Because okay. you're a comedian. I, mean, I know. <laughs> also, <laughs> I feel like Love Island is almost a poor example of that because we all know the number one thing they look for is a bit of banter. Yeah. So I, I want someone I can have a bit of banter. And I don't know if they pronounce the T. Banta. Bit of banta. How do they say it in Essex? What's the Essex accent for? I'm not sure. Bit of banta. Ba- ba- I can't. Banta. I can't. Anyway. anyway. All banter, I'm saying is banter if I was a Banter with a Canadian yes. accent. That's like the, no, like the number two thing. I think the number one thing is uh, how many Abs, Instagram yeah. followers they have. Okay. And then number two is they want to be a banta. All right. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't it's know. Just I'm like just saying if I was a spider in. person and there was another spider person, I'd be like, we can... Yeah, I yeah, can see yeah. this working out long term. And if I was a duck, I'd want to fuck another duck. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't because they have those weird corkscrew penises. That's true. <laughs> oh my god! I would be a duck nun. Wait, honestly, like, great point. Retract. I, I, I remove my statement. Get rid of it. Strike it from the record. <laughs> you are a hundred percent right. And spider people have tiny prickly hairs all over their face. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? I don't know if either of you watched the Venture Bros. Uh, yes, but their their version of the Spider Man, his web comes out of his like a like a sphincter <laughs> oh, yeah, on yeah, his yeah. upper on his lower back. Which uh, is I nice love Venture Bros. Doctor Girlfriend, come on, <laughs> that's such a great show. Anyway, um, should we talk about Miguel? Yes, yes. obviously <laughs> he this he's a slam dunk. Okay, uh, uh, this guy could not be more right. Of course, yeah, no, completely. he was like, um, okay, I've. I've made this mistake before. I've tried to live outside of um, what what basically the universe and universes have planned for us. I tried to go outside of that. Knocked out a whole world. Just kissed it out of existence, okay, because, because I didn't know that was going to happen. And now I've learned a lesson, and I'm going to spend my whole time not doing that. <laughs> I didn't think of this until now, but it's very funny in a certain way that like him wiping out an entire universe was him not saving Gwen Stacy. <laughs> like, like in the mean? comics, like, so Gwen Stacy in the universe in all the universes that Gwen Stacy is in Spider-Man. Okay. Spider-Woman. Spider-Man tries to save her and he misses. She falls to her death mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. all the other Spider-Verses. Oh yeah, yeah. Where she's not Spider-Gwen. Yeah. 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 Yes, 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 so, um, but just that for Miguel, his like whoops I missed is like an entire universe. <laughs> <laughs> like, because those are the stakes yeah. that he's playing with, yes. right? Like, it's not individuals, it's entire universes yeah. of people. Like, I had to be honest with you, I just don't think, even if I'm like, I'm gonna trust my gut, I don't think I'm gonna roll the dice on a whole universe. Nope. For one person. Nope. And when that scene was unfolding in front of me, before um, Miles had his reaction to it, genuinely, my, I was like, oh, I, okay, so go back to your universe, tell your dad you love him, give him a hug, have the best two weeks or one week, whatever, that you can possibly have with him, yeah. and then, you know, admit that life is inherently tied to suffering and we have to make sacrifices. But instead, they're like, no. <laughs> 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 no, you're wrong for even thinking that. Um, of course, he should save his father. You cold-hearted <sighs> goon. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you cold-hearted goon. Because here's the 
thing, you right? You goon. I he's, love that. I don't like when a movie tells me I'm a goon. <laughs> <laughs> I meant, yeah, there was I a scene like in, there was a oh, scene in Across God, the yeah. Spider-Verse where, where somebody looks directly into the camera and goes, you, you Isabel's yeah. You're wrong. You're a goon. You're wrong for feeling like if it, I was like, okay, if it was my dad, I would like get together my life savings. I'd be like, there I'd we take go. him to his childhood home in Tanzania. We'd mm. have an amazing time. I, yeah. I would tell him how, how meaningful he was to me and then I'd be like you're gonna die either way so at least this way a million other people don't also die yeah and it's a it's a terrible it's it's a curse and a blessing to know how long you have with somebody right mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. like it's okay um and here's the thing I don't get though sort of the dynamics of this right so we do know that um the, uh, sort of Indian Spider-Man right when he saves uh his police chief mm-hmm. miles saves his police chief that that's what causes the universe to start to fall apart right because, in that yes because if things they had disrupted pl- the canon yeah if things had played out as they were no one would have been there to save mm-hmm. him like spider-man wouldn't have gotten to him in time so like if miles does return to his own universe and attempts to save his father that to me feels like well he's destined to fail as long as some of the other spider people don't intervene, right? Like the, the thing that was out of place in uh, in the Indian universe mm-hmm. was that Miles was there and did something. So if Miles just goes back to his thing, doesn't matter what he does, his father is going to die. So what you're saying is even if he... So he was going to be in that universe anyway. Yeah. So, so so Miles was going to be in his own universe anyway. Yeah. But I mean, now he's armed with the knowledge that his dad's going to die and he knows yeah. when his dad's going to die. Mm. Yeah. It's the knowledge that really yeah. derails it. Mm-hmm. You think it's the knowledge? Which, oh, which is why Miguel was really mad that he was there and he had found out. Because yes. for some reason he was like, let's send a teenager to do the most important job. Right. Okay. So you think the knowledge of it will oh. arm him enough to prevent the I mean, death. Of course. Yes. But the thing is, if you don't know what's happening. <laughs> it, may, it may or it may not. But that point is moot because Miles' intentions are still bad. So he's still in the wrong. Mm. Like there's attempted murder and then there's (laughs) successful murder, Mm -hmm. right? Miles is still going into this um, not caring that his actions are going to cause the deaths of how many people are on Earth? Uh, it's I think a, we're it's at like nine a billion. billion now. Yeah, more than okay, more than a billion. Yeah, nine, nine yeah. billion. <laughs> so, he, so he's like, <laughs> I don't, and and it almost feels more evil that it's not that he's like, I don't care about these nine billion people. It's that he's like, I'm. They don't even enter my mind. I'm not even thinking about these nine billion people. Which again, you could argue he's 15, but then. Again, it's that that question is like you need to decide what scale you're operating on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't be like, I want to be part of the interdimensional Spider-Man crew mm. and also be like, oh, but I, I need to be low-level saving the people I love. And the premise, like, the villains were saying things that were making sense. So they're like, you're a child. But it was, the tone of it was like, we're, the audience is supposed to dislike that he's saying, oh, you're just a kid. You, could, you are just So a we're kid, supposed yeah. to be like, but, but kids can do a mi- but... <laughs> <laughs> child like he's trying to explain like you'll get it when you're 30 and you've seen your daughter die in a fire explosion uh, presumably twice because i think he went to that universe because his family died the first time yes yes so he's right 
No, yeah, but I, I know it's hard to argue against like where you're like this is this is the stakes of every universe falling apart forever. Yeah, and and Miles also being the one that created all of these problems because he wasn't supposed well, to be Spider-Man. He, he, so in which in which case then Spot is also right in that he has to destroy Miles because Miles has disrupted everything. Yes. Yeah, and you just can't, if everybody's telling you something and you're like, but no, my gut, though. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not, you don't know him like I know him. It's like, don't do this. We're going, we're going back to the theme of yeah. the problematic relationship. Yeah. Your mom is like, don't move in with him. And mm. you're like, but it's love. But you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. He plays in a band. Yeah. He's going to make it big. Um, He's the basis. But here's, the, here, I mean, this is more existential than this movie necessarily gets gets into but like the problem I would have would be like okay every spider person in the multiverse is destined to hit these certain plot points regardless of what you do and then I go I would just go back to my universe and be like okay then why be spider-man then like what, what you know what why don't do I have agency in anything I do mm. You know, mm. or could you, you know, could you let 50 people fall to their deaths or save those 50 people and it doesn't matter, but anyway, it's going to lead to, you know, Uncle Ben dying? Is that what's happening? Or is it like, is it like only certain things this line is, up, right? Like, do you have agency or do you not? Well, see, this is a thing where I was so annoyed by the fact that everyone in the movie is so reactive because if you're Miles and you're basically finding out, like someone is telling you, uh, you don't have free will, essentially. <laughs> I, my reaction would be to like curl up into a ball and just like and just like hold my head in my hands and take a couple deep breaths and like hyperventilate a little. But instead, he's just like immediately. It was one of those things where it was like it didn't. Yeah. How would I? I it just emotionally didn't make sense to me. Uh, like I, I, I do kind of get the like you don't have free will I'll show you free will <laughs> <laughs> oh yes I very much have that kind of attitude yeah. I'll show you the freest will there's ever been yeah. and then someone's like we knew you would say that you're like no you didn't uh, I feel like Miguel my estimation of Miguel estimation is the wrong word uh, diagnosis but he's a very he's like lawful good alignment and he's like a doctor with terrible bedside manner yeah yeah he doesn't need to be yelling at the kid where it's just like what up. what he's saying is right but he's being mean about it you know where you're like well maybe i won't take my vitamins you know <laughs> true you're like i don't yeah. i don't i don't care that i'm pre-diabetic <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna keep me my chips because you're kind of a dick yeah but also the thing you need to remember about miguel's short temper is canonically most of these spider people are teenagers, <laughs> right? Like Peter Parker, you know, mm. bit while he's in high school, mm -hmm. becomes like, like they are all children uh, with, you know, a few exceptions here and there who are adults yeah. or like who are longer, uh, further on in their progression. But I can't imagine, like, I can't imagine being a high school teacher, let alone running a team of teenage Spider-Men. Like, oh, God. yeah, that's a hell oh, for you sure. Know they're fucking all over the place too, right? Like mm -hmm. on the walls. You're just like, guys, we can, we can all, we all have the spider sense. We know it's happening. <laughs> 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 That's why when they are running around the spider place, there are no stairwells. No stairwells anywhere. Why would there? <laughs> <laughs> you got when other ways to get around. The building, they're like, no stairwells. <laughs> they separate them with a broom. <laughs> they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. 
Yeah, no corners either. Yeah. No cool technology. Just like a bunch of ant maids being like, hey, you kids, you stop fucking. <laughs> <laughs> You're technically the same person. Genetically. You're technically work. the same person. <laughs> Okay, it doesn't matter that one of you has braids, like you're still the same person. Get your bits separated. I think there I think there's some there's some different people in there. I think different spider DNA and different because there's different I mean all the Peter Parkers are the same person for sure, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. But Hobby's not the same person as Peter Parker. Yeah, I wonder what that twenty three and me would look like. Like what that would really like line up to. I literally there's definitely there's been oh no this is too dark maybe you'll have to cut this. I was gonna say there's definitely been like a pregnancy scare where they were like we don't know what this th- we don't want to know what this thing's gonna look like when it comes like some like that thing has Graves disease for sure. This fusion <laughs> that Punnett Square is a circle. <laughs> so fun yeah I literally on the way over here um, the Uber I was in on the radio they were talking about how a bunch of people are taking these tests now and realizing that they're dating like their third cousin or they're already married to or whatever and it's just it's so crazy to think about well third cousin third cousin nothing. we've all yeah. read enough Jane Austen that they were like cool with it but you know how- but it, oftentimes it's <laughs> siblings it's Whoa. Like, oh, yeah, because of all ah. the, because of all the sperm banks where the doctor was like, I don't need to pay for some donors. I'm just going to Jesus hundred cups. So yeah. Oh no, you're a, no. Oh. A third, cousin, third cousin ain't shit. You could do it. Yeah. yeah, third cousin means that the great 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 grandfather is third. I have cousin? a chart. Yeah. I, <laughs> I had it shall, figured out. Shall to, we look to our I documents? Had it, <laughs> I had it figured out to second cousins because I. Uh, I'll, I'll because, oh, because what? <laughs> oh, because I went to a cousin's weekend and there were people there who were second cousins. A cousin's weekend? Yeah. Ah, I'm going to talk about it. Oh, okay. A family reunion, basically. Okay. Just with uh, the <laughs> it's weird to say after what I just said, okay, though, I, and I hope you hear oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is what I'm going after. There's a chart called okay. the cousin explainer. So you said third cousin. Yeah, you're so, so distantly third cousin related. means that you and the third cousin have the same um, great grand aunt or uncle. Yeah, so, okay. so one above that is your so common you have ancestor. Your, mm-hmm. So your yeah. parent, and then your grandparent, and then your great-grandparent, and your great-grandparent had a sibling, and that sibling has a great-great-great-grandchild. <laughs> yeah, you're oh, not related. Yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. related. Yeah, That's become that so That kid bad. is not going to have a tail. <laughs> I know, but every time I, every honestly, this sounds crazy, and I'm so sorry. I don't mean to offend anybody, but like every time I hear something like that, I always just think, I'm like, oh my God, you must love yourself so much. Like... <laughs> You know what I mean? You see somebody that's loosely related to you, and you're like, yeah, that's a ticket right there. (laughs) Like looking in a fucking mirror, dude. Love it. (laughs) I've only only ever dated one person who is the same ethnicity as me. Um, And this is a hard ethnicity to find. Um, Half indigenous mother, South Asian father. So it was like this guy, and then my siblings. Yeah, okay. Are the And I remember when we first saw each other, stop it, we passed each other on the sidewalk and both stopped and like turned around. Huh. And I remember being like, I understand why white people date each other now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, You're like family, but just a little bit sexy. Well, right, right. Well, when we're babies and we're learning about, like our brains are learning what makes a face mm-hmm. and we're learning like what is a human and what is attractive our families what are, is around us so like naturally we do find people who look like us 
attractive. That's yeah. so interesting. This is why all the spider uh, center is full of They're hopping. Because yeah. they, the fucking Olympic village. A lot, <laughs> of, <laughs> lot of stained leotards. Yeah. Because yeah. they say if you were to meet a clone of yourself, you wouldn't recognize it at first because you're used to seeing mm. a mirror image of yourself, but you would probably think they were super attractive. <gasps> Love that for me. Mm. <laughs> Love that for me. Oh, so confident. <laughs> Look at me. Love that. <laughs> I have a thing where like Faye is such a rare last name mm. that like I met somebody like up in Ottawa whose last name was Faye. Like she even had like a tattoo of it and everything. And we were like, oh, we gotta be related, mm. right? Like we we got to. And I was like, where's your family from originally? She's like, Southwestern Ontario. I was like, I'm from Southwestern Ontario. We gotta be related. And I think as far as we can f- figure it, we must be, but there was like some family divide like generations ago mm. where someone was like, we're not talking to those people. And like, then they just went their separate ways. But we're like, there's no way that we have the same last name from the same part of the country. And like the only other phase I've ever met are relatives of mine. Like mm. it's, it's insane. Yeah. I'm, my family's the only Zatuns. Yeah. But for a long time, I thought that was how it was. I thought if you had the same last name as someone you were, Related to them. <laughs> Bad news, Smiths. Uh. <laughs> I mean, my, my mom's maiden name is Lavoie, which is like the Smith of right. the French Canadians. So I would meet someone named Lavoie, and I was like, oh, mom, they're like your cousins. And she was like, no, that's not <laughs> <how it works." laughs> yeah. yeah. All this to say, Miguel is uh, right. You should not uh, fuck with universes just so you can get your, your, your spider self off. He's truly the only character who's acting according to his conscience. Mm. Mm. In what way? And that he's he's weighing like what what is right and what is wrong, and he's oh, following yeah. what is right even though it is very hard. So even like so more of like a, a intellectual ethics more so than like consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. Like like your conscience is like the devil on your shoulder being like, let your father die. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Because I would say they're all acting in what they think is morally right. But I think Miguel, you're right, is the only one who's made that hard intellectual decision of like, no, I got to go against what I feel and do what is like philosophy wise. Right. I think, yeah, he's the only one. He has the most informed Conscience. Yeah. He's the one who's given the most thought. I would argue that the other ones aren't acting according to conscience. No. Because they're purely on they're they're emotionally driven. Again, like everyone is very reactive. Yeah. But um but even the ones that like are the heroic people, I don't think any of them are acting like they all just seem like they're like, I'm in this because Miles is my friend, I'm in this because like Miguel pisses me off. I'm in this because I don't know. They're they're all varying degrees of vile to me, except maybe for Hobie. But again, the optics of his relationship with Gwen are very shaky. So I love his style, though. Like the yeah. uh, the way that he looks like he's like paper cutouts and things like that mm. moving through the scenes. I love that. I can't imagine the amount of work that went into that. I can't. Oh, I love when they're layering like mm-hmm. every style over top of every other style. Like it's just so gorgeous, so cool. Like the colored palettes they're using, the different styles. Everything's like so cool to look yeah, at. Yeah, it's am- and it's amazing that you could have so many animation styles in the same scene together, which like inherently have different lighting, different texture, like all those, and they just look like they all work together. Meanwhile, you've got one guy who's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
a newspaper cutout mm-hmm. standing next to another guy who's like hard 90s, like dot, mm-hmm. you know, dot. I don't know what you call that when it's the dots, like like the comic newspaper color mm-hmm. thing. And then the, like the, another. The newsprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like another animation, like the original 60s animated Spider-Man standing mm-hmm. next to them and it all looks good. I was like, how? How does that work? Why doesn't this all look awful? <laughs> For a movie that's so, like, high level of execution, visually, like, very, very talented artists clearly worked on this, it's staggering how little the plot values visual art. Allow me to elaborate. Yeah. Um, We have a character who, from meeting a girl for a week, a year ago, is able to create photorealistic portraits of her in his notebook. And at no point does anyone say, we live in the artistic hub of this country. Have you considered art school? (laughs) 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 His parents are like, we don't know what's going on with him. Also, that, okay. I'm going to make a bold statement. Go for it. Parenting is a pretty clear theme in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like one of the writers probably has a kid who's like one and he sees it after work, and his wife does 100% of the childcare uh, based on what I saw in this movie and the parents in this movie. Um, Let me lay out a scene for you. Your son is a star pupil. He's getting top grades. He's also friends with everyone in his school. Like Everyone knows him by name. He's got a really great, solid social circle. He starts a new school where he's not only visually different, racially different from everyone, but he's from a different, he's the only working class kid. Yeah. After he's been there for a year, uh, you go in to talk to his, what's the lady? Like a guidance counselor. counselor. Not only does she make uh, microaggressions towards you right off the bat, but she also uh, dismisses your son being like, I don't know who he is, and is very clear that he's suffering academically, not showing up for class, and has no friends. What would your knee-jerk reaction be? Would it to be like, Miles, you're grounded? Or would it to be, maybe this is a crappy school and a bad fit for our son? Yeah. Oh, you made made a lot of great points in a row there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. But I mean, we know objectively his mom is a shit mom because even in another universe, he's like a villain and she doesn't have any idea what's going on in his life. Yeah, true. Ah, that's too bad. That's and too bad. Like, like so there, there's those parents <laughs> where they're like, also they choose to, they choose a family reunion to scream at their kid in front of everyone, which it was just like, and, that's that such I a did. weird choice. Mm-hmm. I, I, that I did find weird because like one, okay, he has a problem with being late mm-hmm. yeah. because he's Spider-Man, but he can't tell them that. But he shows up with a cake yeah. and the cake is ruined. You know, and that's like a I I I stopped at the store and I got you cake, Dad, mm-hmm. for your thing, mm-hmm. and they it should have been. You're right. That was a very nice thought, Miles. Yeah, it Thank been you like, so you know much. what? Like, I, if that was my kid, and for the record, I have a son who's 14. Yeah. Um, and he's perfect. He's turning out great because I'm an amazing mom. <laughs> but if, if I had he's a... swinging around <laughs> Toronto tonight, being Spider Man, you have I'm no like, idea. I, I don't know, like. I don't micromanage his life and I don't know everything about him, but like at that age, like I still, like I know everything that he's doing because like, I guess he talks to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And if he showed up at a party for his stepdad with a cake that was a little smudged, I would be like, honey, this was so generous of you. Like you bought this with your own money and you're 15. Yeah. You know, and I would have been, if he had been bratty, I would have been like, you know what? Just enjoy the party with your family and yeah. we'll talk later. You missed the you missed the speech, but you know the Coles notes. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> like, 
he's your dad. You live in the same apartment as him, I guess, kind of. Mm. I don't know what the deal is with the boarding situation, but like just bizarre choices. And then we see another parent who endangers his child by bringing her into situations where the universe might be destroyed. Oh, the and uh, says, Peter yeah. B. Parker with his yeah. little cute little baby. Yeah. And says the most horrendous line I've ever heard in a movie. He, he goes to a 15-year-old who's in crisis in crisis because he's just found out he doesn't have free will he's just found mm. out his dad is going to die and he says the most ma- manipulative line I've ever heard a character say or maybe a person in the entirety of my life and I lived with a narcissist he says I had my baby because of you <sighs> <laughs> uh, if someone told that to my son I would shoot them with a gun <laughs> Greenlit that line. <laughs> I like jaw agape on the floor. I was like, and this is a good guy. Wow, because well, you know, he inspired him. He was like, oh, there's like. No, there are different ways you can word that. Okay, well, how would you have worded it then? Like you made me believe in life again and not to give up on myself. And there you go. Okay, you had no okay. prep time, and you already came up with something. <laughs> Fair enough. (laughs) Fucking nailed it. (laughs) You can do anything. I got my life back together because I saw what you could do. Yeah, all right. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) But again, hasn't been sleeping. He's (laughs) he's Spider-Man and a dad to a newborn. There's no way that Peter B. Parker is speaking... Uh, well, to a newborn with the face of a 14-year-old. Again, this movie doesn't know how uh, old some, children some are. Spider-Man DNA. <laughs> 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 For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. Like, um, a couple weeks ago, we did uh, a movie with, like, high school students being played by, like, adults. And you're like, oh, no, that's not. Like, oh, never oh, been kissed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's not what a, like, a 15-year-old doesn't look 20. But no. that's how they're always presented in media, right? Because yeah. they're played by 20-year-olds because 20-year-olds can sign the contract and mm-hmm. work the hours and don't have to have school. Yeah, we, we've heard the, the horror stories about what happened on the sets of Skins. We don't need that yeah, in yeah. our lives. Oh. Um, but and I will also say, in terms of how they're drawn and how they talk, um, again, I watched this movie with 14-year-old son and 11-year-old daughter. And, if, and my son was like, yeah, like I know people who look like Miles... And they're 14, like 15, whatever. Like, that's kind of blue. But Mm -hmm. also, if you're 15 and you look like that, you're the coolest kid in your school. (laughs) Valid, yeah. You're the kid who, like, is downing creatine, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're on every team. Everybody's high-fiving you in the hall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. True. This is very valid. Oh, my God. Also, I was such a... I was just thinking about this. I was such a shit when I was growing up. I feel like any time... Like if I, I, cause I'm late all the time. So like, that's something where I'm like, oh yeah, you can't be punishing me for that. I'm just, <laughs> just going to be, I'll, I'll never, I know it's going to be grounded all day. Like, what do you mean? Uh, I'm sorry. No, I literally have no concept of time fucking ever. It means you're an optimist. But also, <laughs> well, I'm, it does. They say that pessimists are always early and optimists are always late. Oh, I'm always late. Because pessimists are like, there's going to be traffic. There's going to be red lights. Oh, no, I'm always out. like, things are going to work out for Rebecca <laughs> yeah. Reeds. I am very optimistic that I'm it going to be... disrespect your time. Yes, absolutely. And 
anytime my like, parents because you leave your house and you're like I forgot that traffic exists because <laughs> my life is perfect but listen <laughs> I'm sorry, if you're my parents, if other people... I'm, I'm not disparaging you. I'm saying it's delightful. Yeah, I, think, I, I, I love it. You're, you're a delight of a person. That's great. why you're always late. Also, like, other you people are allowed to be mad to be, at me. You know who doesn't have to be told they're a delight? Early people, because they're already there. Oh, yeah, I'm so <laughs> annoying, because I'm not even out of the shower yet, you ass. <laughs> it's a, it's understood that we're a delight, because no one's waiting. Ne- oh, I disagree. mm <laughs> No one's ever arrived early to my home, and I've been like, yay! You're here 15 minutes before everyone else. That's awesome. Also, anybody's allowed to get mad at me for being late, but I will argue that your parents are not. Anytime my parents are being, oh, you're late? I'm sorry. Who raised me, bitches? (laughs) Because this is on you, assholes. (laughs) You made this happen. Okay, but if she showed up at her parents' party doing that, you can yell at her? <laughs> right, you can yell at, you at her in front of everyone's family, right? Like, you made me late, fuck you! <laughs> That's a grounding, right? Yeah, That's well, a grounding. Yeah. As I'm getting your parental okay on no, this. Okay, a- asterisk, insert here. As someone who was not raised by white parents, <laughs> I've never understood the grounding punishment that I've seen on TV and in movies. <laughs> Truly never understood it. It just seems like it's not discipline. It's just the parent being like, I can't handle this. I want to forget you exist oh, for a little yeah. while. Just go to your room. That's another thing where I'm like, clearly this is written by two white guys and a half Chinese guy. I don't want to erase his racial identity. He was a half Chinese guy in the 70s. So like he has seen some things. Um, he's had some experiences. But like clearly no, like I'm not saying you have to get stereotypical. I'm not saying she has to like throw her chancla at him in the middle of the family party. But, like that that particular family experience of like go to your room, you're grounded is to me like unbelievable because it's like no no Latina mother or black father has ever disciplined their child. I'm, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I might be flooded with you know comments of people being like, listen, my mom is from Mexico and I was grounded every day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I just, uh, to me, it's, I mean, clearly it's a plot device because they're like, Mm -hmm. he has to be away from the eyes of his parents for X amount of time. But it's just so, it's very lazy. It makes the parents very unlikable in a way that at the end of the movie, I was like, let the dad die. (laughs) 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 Oh, now that's a hot take. Listen, he's a cop. He yelled at it. (laughs) Son at a party, ch- and he grounded him, and he forgot three, he existed. Three strikes, you're out. <laughs> also, the fact that his parent he's like being super secretive, and then his parents find out he's with like a white blonde girl, and that's just not even a discussion. Again, mm. I'm like, it, it would be a little bit, it'd be a little bit, right? Where they're like, oh, of course she's fucking blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course he's wrecking his life for her. <laughs> that, that lily white skin, blue eyed blonde bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That is totally a different movie, but I would watch it. I would watch it. I'd be in. I absolutely yes. <laughs> my my parents are are, are mixed, right? Um, and both of them breaking the news to their parents. It it was a conversation, yeah. and even for me and my family, like the race of the people that we're with, like, and I mean, again, I'm glad I exist. I'm very pro mixed relationship, but still, like, it's a it's like a conversation. And the fact that it wasn't at all. 
Also, don't you think? Okay, this is taking a left turn, but maybe it has to do with like the weird There's family dynamics turns. that didn't Enough feel. Enough left turns, you get back on track. But why? <laughs> why did the movie? Why did the movie make his parents have to be together? Um, because in the comics, his his name is Miles Morales because his mother's name is Morales because his parents are co-parents who oh, are I good co-parents who like work together, but he doesn't live with his dad and they're not together. Oh, mm. I don't know. And to me, that was another sign of like the kind of white Christianification of Miles Morales, where they were like, oh, we can't show people who are not together but but civil divorce mm. has to be fraught yeah i don't know that you, you can't show play. a loving family with the parents not together oh i love watching a good co-parent situation media yeah. i'm like i love that every time i'm like oh you guys aren't yelling at each other you're getting along mm. i love when they get along with each other's partners yeah. and they're like oh, oh yeah. that's my buddy dave Ant dave's Man the was, best Ant like, man yeah. was actually good for that yeah. that yeah. sort of dynamic i love that because i'm like yeah why why mm -hmm. why be mad all the time wouldn't this be better and funner and happier the, to all be adults and ha and also have a more interesting dynamic mm -hmm. happening. Have Especially something that's not like this classic cookie cutter. Yeah, you're right. Especially That'd be that's way more interesting. About things like a kid struggling in school and what to do. Like it immediately mm -hmm. makes it more interesting because not necessarily like they're going to fight, but you're just like either hey, they're not together and they might have different views on this and how are they going to navigate it and. Yeah. Again, that doesn't contribute to the villain being right or wrong. No, no, that's fine. Well, I don't think we stick to that at all times. <laughs> we covered the villain. I'm, I'm, just, trying to, I'm yeah. just trying to reinforce that um, maybe the the villain the villains and heroes weren't written very well. They were well. I'm trying to think of a synonym for well. That's they were written more great charitable. for us. <laughs> <laughs> they they are, the, all, right. the villains made a lot of great points. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to add? Or? No, I think I'm ready to scale. Nice. Scale it up. Um, uh, I'll start off. I've got the, uh, the in honor of the spot, or the spot, yeah. as we call them. I'm going to give uh, the spotted scale. Okay. Uh, so on a scale from Ladybug to Cheetah, uh, I'm going to give the spot a spotted dick, uh, <laughs> which is a British pudding. <laughs> I looked it up. Currants and raisins. Uh, it's a, because he's a bit of a dick. Okay. <laughs> How about right. you, Isabel? Do you have a ranking for us? So the ranking that I had uh, settled on was less wordplay, but more like spider related. It was sure. like how many uh, traumatically dead relatives. <laughs> how many Uncle Ben's? How many Uncle Ben's? Yes. <laughs> I mean, Miguel gets uh, nine billion yeah. Uncle yeah. Ben's okay. because he had to live through the you know, <laughs> universe collapsing. Yeah, most traumatized that's awesome. the most right. Yeah, yes, right. I love that. I've got the uh, uh, things teenagers yell scale uh, from uh, get out of my room, dad. To shut the fuck up, Grandma, which would be probably the biggest one. I, I, I'm going to give, actually, I'm going to give both of our villains a uh, please don't take my door off the hinges. <laughs> a very reasonable point and something that maybe should be said. <laughs> and uh, team, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, uh, as always, there's a couple of ways you can help out the podcast. If you have a couple of bucks, we are on Patreon and we do two bonus episodes a month in which I have been torturing Craig with bad movies, <laughs> torturing him, and I'm having so much fun because most of the time I just watch the movie now and laugh like a villain in my own house. 
imagining Craig getting upset at these movies. Um, last month, we uh, my pick was The Room. So this month, we are covering uh, we're well, we're covering Disaster Artist yeah. as Craig's pick is follow up to my bad movie with a good movie. Uh, so you guys can look out for that. As always, we also have uh, audience choice. Uh, we have ad free tiers. Uh, you can hit us up on Patreon. And if you would like to follow us. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter for the time being anyway. VWR podcast. You don't have a blue sky? I have an invite code. I can send it to you. I think we're just going to try and figure out where everyone lands and then make the jump once it's established. We're on Twitter at VWR podcast. Instagram, Villain Was Right, as well as TikTok, The Villain Was Right. So if you want to see clips from the show, you can check that out as well. And if you want to get in touch with us, we do have email, uh, villainwasright at gmail.com with audience suggestions. Uh, if you, there's a movie you want to do, let us know. Maybe a little brief synopsis uh, to let you let us know why you think it'd be good for The Villain Was Right, because we haven't seen all the movies. That'd be really helpful. And uh, thank you so much for telling your friends and your, uh, everybody about it. And you guys are great. You're so, so, so supportive. And now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. Uh, I'll go first. I've got uh, I've got a villain this week, hey. uh, and the and in the uh, the theme of family and everything like that. Uh, my villain is my younger sister. Oh uh, yes, because um, the, the couple this uh, past weekend or so we did uh, as I was mentioning the cousins weekend, sort of a family reunion with all the all the cousins uh, from my mom's side. We get together at a cottage, and it was. We sort of had been doing it for many, many years, and like it was always like a rager, you know what I mean? Because like we would all stay over and like you know intense and all the rest, and like drink until noon. Uh, but um, the uh, this is obviously the first time that we've done it since the pandemic, so a few things have changed in terms of the family dynamic, where many cousins have young, young children, you know, born during the pandemic, so like under like you know two years old. Mm -hmm. sort Can of I just thing. ask how many cousins? We oh talking? yeah, so we're talking. So my me and my siblings included, there are eleven cousins, okay. uh, uh, with part partners. Uh, uh, it, that's, so that's up to like 22, 23. I have a Catholic family. I have 51st cousins, not including that's partners. 51st cousins? 51st cousins. Wow. Might be more than people that might have had I, babies, that is, Whenever people say like my cousins, I, I need to know the number because my imagination yeah. <laughs> runs wild. Yeah, okay, so with like I'm partners. Like, how did you fit 50 people in a partners. Right, you know, I haven't done the math, but I might be getting some pretty high numbers oh, really? myself actually mm. now that I'm, Fair yeah. Enough. Uh, and I always thought I was big, but there we yeah, go. Yeah, sorry. So, like, we, were, we were up around like 33 people, but like we could not mm. actually keep track because you know people move around and you're like, did I count you already? Anyway, um, so as I was saying, it used to be like a bit of a rager, right? But like because there's so many people, other people were staying other places mm -hmm. and driving and like leaving early, and people with newborns are like calling it quits at like nine. So like I'm up and ready to go, and uh, a couple of us are like, all right, let's play like a little some cards or whatever. And one of the other cousins like texts back, having left a while. I was like, "Oh, is the party still going? Like, like who's still up?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Some people are just starting a game now. This is my sister on the, mm. the, the chat." And he goes, "Oh, so who's up?" And my sister takes a picture of us sitting at the table, and sends it to the group chat. So all the cousins, and she goes, "Oh, it's uh, all the young, energetic ones and Craig." <laughs> 
I was like, all right, that's a pretty good burn. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. So shift for that uh, nice burn. She's my villain. Of the that's week. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about you as well? Do you got hero, a villain, and both? Okay, so I've got both. Hey, oh, we love a both. And then it, it, as I tell this story, it's going to unfurl, which is which. All right, so oh, yes. this story took place on uh, on the Toronto Island, the, the city's park. Mm-hmm. And uh, this happened to my husband who works there. He's one of the maintenance guys on the island. So he's, he's, uh, he's driving along, and he's approached by a, a loud, uh, boisterous group of several uh, young, hot teen girls. Hey. Uh, and, and they're calling him over, and they've cornered, uh, they've cornered a frail, old Ukrainian refugee man who does not speak very good English. Oh, damn. And they're, like, yelling at him and berating him. And they're doing this because they had spotted said old man taking pictures of the youngest one in their group, who was around Plot twist. around 15, 14. Oh my and the God. person who noticed was the, the 15, 14 year old's older sister, who was like, why are you taking pictures of my sister? So they cornered her, they, went, they cornered the old man, they wouldn't let him leave. Um, we understand that optically at first, it seemed like maybe it was gonna be the other <laughs> way around. Yeah. <laughs> So they cornered this man, wouldn't let him leave, and he refused to show them the phone. He refused to delete the pictures. They just kept saying, like, let us see you delete the pictures from your phone that you took of, you know, mm. our sister slash friend, who was a minor. He was refusing to do so. So they got security involved, and he was forced to show his phone. And it, it turned out that not only had he been taking upskirt photos of <gasps> this young girl, he had been spending his entire day taking upskirt oh slash down the shirt slash just creepy photos of many, many women and young <gasps> girls on the island. And he was let off the island in handcuffs. <gasps> oh my God. Those girls are brave. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Damn. Yeah. That is, well, that's a real hero villain story yeah. if I've ever heard. <laughs> Hot heroes, damn. Heroes triumph villain is Oh yeah, that's that's some that's some hard lines. Not a lot of stories are really black and white, you know. What I mean? But like, I mean, this one started out seeming yeah, like there were going to be some shades of gray. Nope, nope. Tar hard turn, yeah. hard turn around. <laughs> Fuck, dude. It went from wow. like, a, okay, let's hear both sides here Woo! to like, yeah, uh, totally. no, we don't need to hear that no, side. We're good. Jail, which, jail, straight to jail. Which marginalized group are we aligned? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good lord! Wow. Well, good. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm, also, I'm, so I'm shaking to my had, core. <laughs> he had just been doing that all day. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. I'm fucking believable. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my mine's a little lighter. <laughs> I have a little, a, bit of a, a little bit of a lighter story. Um, so first of all, mine's a, mine's a hero villain story. Uh, number one, hero. Uh, my uh, my brother and his partner just had their first baby. Auntie Reads has come in to full effect. Okay, it is a role I was born to play. Okay, look at me and tell me I don't have any energy. I'll fight you. Um, absolutely not. Born to be an aunt. So excited. Um, now, the villainous part of this is um, I would like to describe what is about to, or what is my villain origin story. Okay, because I am so excited that my brother has had a child. Because my brother, and I love him so much, and we get along so, so well now, but was a tiny little asshole growing up. There he was is. noisy. He would bother me. He would bug me. And you 
best fucking believe I'm going to load this kid up with everything on the planet. Noisemakers, candy, <laughs> sugar. What? How do we make you into a tiny little sound terrorist? Okay, and I'm just going to unleash you into the home. And I'm so sorry that the woman he is with is going to be caught in the crossfires of this. And I do apologize, but it is, it's time and we're due. Okay, and that is my villain origin story. And I am so, so excited. This is revenge 30 years in oh, the making. Oh, you have no idea. My brother has no idea. He has no idea what's coming for him. I am going to spend so much money on making this kid so loud. We're talking miniature drum set. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, oh, yes. Yeah. The mini xylophone, the mini piano. Oh, yeah. little musician. Yeah, I just yeah, want him to be a little. Frame is like I'm nurturing his talent. Oh. Just a whole bunch of double A batteries. Yes. <laughs> so those just maracas nonstop. Just yes, yes, yes. And I'm just going to be like, oh, but uh, education uh, for the child's education, please. Music helps him with math. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I'm just very excited for that. So I'm a bit of a bad person, but that is fine. It's fun. And you can get those horrible CDs that are like. Let's do multiplication. One times one is one. I think you're going to be a great consultant on this, actually. I think you have a lot of knowledge that you can weaponize. <laughs> I, I discovered recently that I think the primary reason that I like Bluey so much is that it's one of the only kids shows where no one at any point talks in a voice like, Where's the tractor? That's Let's find the tractor. And I was like, this is why parents love this. <laughs> Can we say that somebody... Somebody has recommended Bluey to for, us. To our, for our podcast and called them what? A, a cul-de-sac cul menace. menace. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That line did make me laugh. Yeah, very very Whoever sent that in, that's a very funny very way of funny. saying that. We love it. <laughs> We'll Whoever sent that in is the person who's putting up the like no ball hockey playing sign ah! along the street. Yeah. They're outing themselves that. as a villain. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm just like, uh, my ethnic neighbors are having a barbecue. Please. <laughs> I or smell a Barbie, as they call it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, well, that that is that is it for us. Uh, on the villain list, right? As always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Isabel, what would you like to promote? My big thing was Twitter, and now that's gone. Uh, yeah. uh, but you can follow me on Instagram at Isabel Zotun. That's at A W T U N. Yeah, hell yeah. Got a lot of great comics. Oh, yeah. A lot of great oh, comics. Very You're a, a well. very talented artist. Oh, from my, from my art Instagram, that's Isabel ZT. That's I. -S -S there we go. All Check right. Check them out both. Yes. Funny and uh, great art. And you can follow me at Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Craig Fay Comedy on TikTok and Instagram as well. Uh, CraigFay.com for show, get, show dates. And that does it for us this week on the podcast. Uh, stay tuned. Next week, we've got Bullet Train coming up. That's going to be a fun <laughs> one. Chock full of villains. Just chock yeah. full of villains. Uh, it's train slander as well. Yeah, we love it. Uh, and <laughs> until next time this is the villain was right reminding you not to kick your own ass into yourself <laughs> The Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. 